Hello and welcome to Between Two Cairns. I'm Yochai. Hi, I'm Brad. I'm Sam. Uh, hi, Sam. So this is Sam, as uh, aka Skullboy, joining I'm us Skullboy. again. Skullboy. Yeah, Sam. Okay. okay. Hi, we should, welcome, Sam. We should have plan, plan, plan <laughs> Hi, this Sam's here. Yeah, you I know. To, you don't was... have to plan anything. This is natural. This is how it. This is how it sounds when we actually talk. Yeah. Someone no. just. There was okay. a knock on the door, and it was Sam. It was me. Knock, knock, knock. knock. Guess come, who it is? Please, Mr. come Rod, in. Mr. Rogers' neighbor, man. We're it's just me. about to <laughs> the skull neighbor. neighbor. I'm Bones. I'm the I'm the Bones mailman. I'm here with your bones. <laughs> my bones I, are here. Reach into my mailbag and see what's in there. It's nothing. Because I'm love this show. <laughs> want to reach into your mailbag for your bones? I don't know what any of this means. Okay, um, Sam is back. Uh, th- th- hey. Thanks for Did making. You say s- Sam's last name. I feel like you haven't said Sam's uh, last name. Should I? Am People I supposed might be to? Like, who is yeah, Sam? you can. Okay, Sam Mamelli. I go mask off for my what, tabletop what is, is role that, playing is, game friends. Is, is that Italian? What is Mamelli? It is. It is. It is extremely Italian. Um, although I just uh, my sister did a twenty three in me recently, and I found out I'm not as Italian as I thought I was. Oh goodness! Um, <laughs> and half of the Italian I thought I was is actually Portuguese. So that's oh nice, fun. nice. Yeah. yeah, I understand. Yeah, all of my ancestral chains end up in these like black holes of sadness. So <laughs> we just don't explore. Yeah, that's you, I, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. I, there is a very select group of white people that can do twenty three and Me and not get sort of really, really, afterwards. either really sad or really guilty. Is my understanding? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just do. like oh, but God. we we have like like I, I I there's this website called Jewish Gen where you voluntarily provide information to them so they can help hunt down survivors uh, or I should say descendants of survivors typically. Yeah. And, and I went in there and, and someone else had done it already, but I don't know who I can't find out, but th- their tree was only half made. So I had to go fill in who died and when based on what I know. And oh. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's like <laughs> That's grim. It is, but you find out interesting stuff like um, on that show, uh, What's the show where they look at the people's ancestry and then they tell them about their ancestors and hmm. it's sometimes sad? Who uh, wants to be a millionaire? Nope, neither of those. It's a show. The host is black, lives in Cambridge. Oh, he's the one who got uh, arrested trying to break into his own house in Cambridge, if I recall. Oh, and Lord. yeah, yeah, it's really bad. But he's great. Anyways, oh, I forgot his name. It, but the real I was going to say was he did a show where he did Larry David's uh ancestry and found oh, that nice. he was he was directly related to Bernie Sanders and they're, they're <laughs> to both the surprise of they're no both one. yeah right exactly but they're <laughs> both they're lit they're like you know third cousins apparently my understanding is amongst Ashkenazi Jews which is basically Jews from the Eastern Europe and parts of Germany and Poland they are if you are an Ashkenazi Jew in the United States you are no more than 30 times a cousin of another Ashkenazi Jew that you are running into on the street. Oh, wow. If I walked up to another stranger who happened to be an Ashkenazi Jew, we are very likely related, possibly very huh. closely related. Uh, that's how wow. small our gene pool is. Lots of problems. I like that 30 times a cousin. That's a, just like a nice name for something. <laughs> nice 30 we should 30 start times. like a, a cousin podcast. That'd be kind of fun. 30 ex-cousins. Yeah. That's, that's I don't know. Okay. I don't know Anyhow, saying. this has already gotten way off track. Uh, today, we are going to be reviewing The Isle of the Plangent Mage. I'm feeling so plangent today and sonorous. Oh, you're looking plangent. How about you guys? Thank you. I, you know, I at no point 
Googled that word. Is it related to like plage, like in French for it, the beach? Is that what that no. means? No. Uh, no, it's just, it just means sounds. Oh, it's just like okay. noises. I so never. Like if I were to be, pl- at, yeah. to be plangent right now, that's plangent. Oh, now that's. Oh my God. That's what I call plangent. <laughs> I how I don't know how the physics of that worked. That was impressive. Uh, I can do it in this. That, well, that that's, no, that's plangent no, in a different I, way. I, the other side almost. You like the other one better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, that's plangent. Okay. That's stop, plangent. Brad. Stop encouraging. Her. Just move on. <laughs> it's true. I'll just keep going. I got a water bottle that sounds like a bell. Uh, you know. Wait. I want to hear know. what Brad's plangent noises are. Right, plangency. Right. Ready. Web, 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 web. Just a little plangent stuff over that's here for me. Not, that's nothing. I no, call I it think that was really, really that's, good. That's nothing. I actually really love for you to do that again. Turned up the no. That's too fast. Frequencies on that. Yeah, no, I like amplitude frequency. I don't know. Probably both. Let's okay. So we're going to be doing that, and I, I don't have a mailbag today, but what I do have is a. It's not so much a listener message but a listener reaction oh so a couple of episodes ago one of the questions we had was how do you make voices for non-player characters oh i think it was more like should a module include detailed notes about how someone should be oh. you're right you're right you're right thank you i could read it if you'd like and but. there were some very specific examples right one particular example was boba fett and colonel sanders yes Okay, and, uh, and the other one was oh uh, Estelle Getty and Count Dracula. You know, this whole time when you, we've been talking about Estelle Getty, I've been thinking of B. Arthur. So now I've, oh. I've really like had to reframe my whole. I can understand why you would confuse the two. They're both kind of golden in their own way. Yeah, like, sure. You know, I guess sure. Anyway, but that's actually not the focus. The focus is on the Boba Fett Colonel Sanders. Uh, I I said I didn't know how that would be. I couldn't even imagine. That- it's what both? that would sound like. I, asked, the same I time? asked people to yeah. call in because I wanted to turn this into a call-in show. Right, and I vociferously declined your requests. I've been shopping phone lines. I want to add, no. you know, I don't know a, what that a means. Phone we, number here. We did get one. Is the point, and it is from uh, Direct Son, also known as Chris, but Direct Son, the designer extraordinaire uh who has been on this podcast as well and i would like to play it for you now if that's all right sure okay please here we go all right here comes some plangency i do declare i shall bring jabba the hut the head of the wookie and a bicarbonate han solo just as soon as i've finished eating my dinner prepared with Seven special secret herbs and spices. You, dear listener, are listening to Between Two Cans. <laughs> now that's what I call plangent. That's amazing. I, you know what I want? Just the one thing is I want to add the like the bo- like the filter, like the like the you yeah know, like the, yeah like the Star Warsy sort of filter over it. Man, that's good. Man, Direct Sun is like the coolest guy in the world. He's also a complete, a complete lunatic, and that's why I, I, uh, and that's why I like him. That's why I'm a yeah, fan. Yeah, those are my, those are my favorite kinds of people. I, um, I want to hear uh, more impressions. You got me in an impression mood. I want to hear more. What do you got? What do you got for me? I, I've been doing this one impression recently. Okay, let's it's hear. It's like it's a, it's like a guy from like 
like Eastern Massachusetts who keeps, okay. he, he keeps talking about um, the different manga that he's into back in like 2004. <laughs> he's just like, I'm hanging out at Walden books. Do you guys, uh, you guys hear about this Chobbits with the, with the girl? And do you know where her button is? It's incredible. I've been reading this stuff all day. I love it. I'm going to go back over to, uh, to, uh, <laughs> that was pretty good that was pretty good i mean it, it's pretty it's pretty hard it's pretty hard to do that accent so i i have to give that to you it's i it's i try to be like more accurate by doing it kind of badly like the person maybe maybe like his mom was from rhode island or something right like that, right so oh like yeah, not quite yeah. Right. my my yeah, wife's true. family is from rhode island and they say things like half instead of half you know yeah they're, they're, wow. like they, yeah, they they're always calling things bubblers Mostly just drinking fountains. <laughs> just the one thing, really. Yeah, and... Uh, what <laughs> Look else? at this bubbler over here. <laughs> <laughs> they do... It's what? just a car. <laughs> I, they do have now this... That's what I call a bubbler. That's wow, it's bubbling. Wow! One thing that is humorous to me What's is... That, someone, 650cc uh, bubbler? That's them talking about a motorcycle. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> one thing that I do like about her family is that she comes from this town called little compton that's really okay which for someone from the west coast is very funny it's very the idea is it's not yeah. it's not what you think of um and uh it's yeah i like this segment of the show one thing i like about my wife's family <laughs> it's just just it's just a, a funny anecdote so moving on that was a great voice uh i appreciated that i want it's, more uh i'm i'm nope. still hungry for impressions you, let's okay. let's 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 take a caller that's maybe next time all right next time let's move on great uh we are going to talk about the isle of the plangent mage mm-hmm. and i agree oh yeah i actually left the book in the other room but do, do you I have the same one. I feel like no, kinda... no. I don't need. I have a PDF right here. I'll just bring it up. Um, oh, you got. Look at this. Look at this. You got this hardcover edition. Got, I'm, the hardcover is very, very nice. It's very nice. It's. It, I'm rocking a PDF books. myself. I, I think basically all of the first party old school adventures that have come old out. School essentials. Uh, what did yeah. I say? Uh, sorry. All of the old school essentials adventures that have come out are like top shelf best quality module you can buy in terms of very terms good. of they're physical. definitely very nice um the books are a little small but yes that is true that like is true. i'm not a big fan of the small i like a bigger book though are you talking about like the a5 size yeah i don't like a form factor that's I'm you and brad have what's, something in common i'm I, you know what i'm into these days what's that? b5 what's that b5 is is it's it's just, it's the it's the wave of the future is what it is um what is what's an example of that is that real <laughs> It's it definitely real, and I couldn't tell you what the actual dimensions size were. I mean, it's I'm making easy. a book in A5 or B5 right now. Oh, okay. And, uh, I'm very excited about it. Oh, oh that I is wish exciting. I knew what B5 was. I mean, it yeah. seems well, like it's quick easy... Google away, my man. Yeah. Right. Is it, um, what do you want to talk about your the book or is it a oh, secret yeah. right now? Oh, yeah. It's, um, I've been talking about it a little bit. It's, um, it's a, it's a, it's a system. I said I'd never do a system. I'm oh, my system. goodness. You lied. I know, I'm a liar. A system. Yeah, but it's uh it's a it's like a dungeon, it's like a dungeon it's like a dungeony system, you know, for yeah. like dungeon adventure games, that okay. sort of thing. Whoa, it's crazy. Um and uh I'm really excited about it. I got a lot of it going. It's going to be the the main thing without giving away too much is it's just like very much based in visual design. Mm-hmm. I'm not um a person who has the 
um, biggest attention span for reading. And so I'm making a game that sort of caters to attention spans and sort of visual enjoyers that are similar to me. So uh, it's a lot of like very like, think like old like uh, Nintendo uh, uh, manu- like game manual like style like design yeah. kind of stuff. That's 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 the goal right now for it. And uh, you know, keep your eyes out. I'll, I I post things on my Patreon every once in a while for that. That's actually the few one of the few like really exclusive Patreon things is like little sneak peeks of that stuff. So cool! Wow, great! I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm really excited about it. When you first mentioned it, I thought about our last conversation. We talked about um, that video game for Switch. Well, it's for a lot Tunic. of systems. Tunic, thank you. Um, and how the manual was so cool. It was such a cool... Yes. Uh, that definitely in that same vein, vein of okay. like... It's exciting. Yeah, just like really... like I really like graphic design that like that it like... I like a, like a clean page. Like, I feel like this, this game has a lot of like really clean pages and I think that's cool, but I really like visual forward stuff that more icons than words sometimes. And just like only using, using language really sparsely so that it can also be like easily translated, easily enjoyed by people that are like, you know, just like it it doesn't, you you don't need to read a lot of stuff, I think, to, to make a good, make a good game. I think nice. you can do it with a lot. More. And I think also like a lot of times art and adventures isn't taking full advantage of like doing its share of the visual design work or the visual communication work. Yeah. I think it's hard to coordinate that unless the artist is the designer. You know, I think that's it absolutely, like, that's the case. Yeah. It's really difficult you're not, to, unless you're, yeah, unless you're there from the start and like, right, right, in right. and deciding things. it's just, it's, you know, it's, so this is like sort of a fun project for me. And it's just sort of like the thing, the thing that I've been wanting to see for a really long time. Uh, and, uh, it's going to come out right after that break Kickstarter and everyone's going to think I ripped off. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I swear yeah. I, I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you when, because I've bre- been, break is going to just dominate. You have to come out before break. You can't. I like to think that my, my game is going to be smaller for sure. Um, I've been, I've been following break for 10 years. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. For 10 years. Yeah. Um, and like I've done play tests and things like that. And wow. it's, it's a great system. I love it. Uh, I love it to death. I think th- it's going to be a lot more, um, a lot crunchier than what I'm doing. I'm, yeah. I'm aiming oh. for much more like a, like an OD and D. Yeah. Okay. Things. Not, color me interested. Uh, also I may, okay. I'm not trying to throw any shade at break. Uh, I think Here we go. Oh my no, God. No, no. I, I think it's oh great. I just, I, this is gonna, uh, no, oh my, here's, hold on. I just gotta prepare myself. It's fine. Break's a sacred cow if you're in the know. No, here's the deal, right? I don't care about it at all. I don't care at all. Let me, let me explain why. You can't Uh, say that. I I don't, the reason, so some of what I've, some of the rule stuff that I've read seems really interesting, which is what I would care about. Uh, there's a couple things recently that I read that were, that was cool that I read from screenshots, right? But I am one of the rare people who do not appreciate that specific art style. And oh, that's fair. Yeah, just not into anime. I, not an I well, anime I man. have watched plenty of anime, and I, I've watched anime, both shows and films. I would say I'm very much a uh, pedestrian when it comes to anime, but it's not like I don't appreciate it. 
I, I do like it. I just, you know that what you gotta do? You gotta get style. down to Walden books and get yourself that job. <laughs> hey, what you gotta do? You gotta get down to Walden books. Have you, have you heard about this revolutionary girl, Utna? <laughs> she turns into a car. It's oh wild. My God. Okay. Okay. So, for someone who doesn't care about that art style, I uh, will read the rules when they are available in some form, but I don't care about. And again, I'm not trying to knock it. I just, I just wanted to say, no, like, I understand everyone's going to jump on it. I don't care. I think, can, can I just say like the industry as a whole, this industry, the tabletop indie game space, whatever we want to call it. Mm-hmm. I think we all need to get a lot more comfortable with saying like, I respect that, but I don't care about it. Like I, I get what they're doing. I think they're doing a cool thing, but it's not for me. Cause like, we're all so like, this is like the most hyper genre specific sort of crowd of people who are all just like, I'm only really into aliens if they're, (laughs) you know, this shade of blue and also all their technology is brass and and actually it's the ancient gods that are powering their spaceship. It's like, we're all just like, we're so like ridiculously specialized in our like little worlds that we're building all the time. It's fine to be like, I don't really care about whatever else is happening. And and that's, that's why sometimes when I see these hot takes or uh, passive aggressive subtweeting, whatever people are doing to comment on the discourse. I just, it's, if you try to explain any of these hot takes to a regular person, it's it's exhausting. It's It's like this person is making fun of the existence of different rule sets. Like that's, that's that's, that's what I'm saying. It's most of it is such, that's why I don't participate in it at all. It's just so stupid. Like, have really try to puts explain you in your this place, to your. I think. Yes, right. Yeah, and it, like I, when when actual important things come up that I have opinions about, that's what I want to use my. You know, I'm not saying I don't have opinions. I'm gonna. I do a host a crit, critical uh, absolutely podcasting, but it's I. I just this idea that we are. Like we we're the specialist of the specialist of the specialists who are, by the yeah. way, a very teeny tiny crowd. Like the smallest. Yeah. Yeah, it's right. amazing that any of us make any money at all. I don't think um, we do. I think like there's like ten, and they're mostly artists. I don't think I any. Say, I don't I, this think, is my full time job. Yeah, but I, don't I know think it's, you it's are a, the rare it's a very one. Very niche. Oh. It's very <laughs> Dude, niche. <laughs> I'm way lucky. L- let's take for example Ben <laughs> Milton. Right, Ben Milton is mm-hmm. ben Milton. probably the most successful OSR proponent. Right, both in terms yeah, of systems, modules, and his show. I'm sure yeah. he makes a decent amount of money from it. He has a full-time job as a teacher yeah. and, yeah. Uh, and he has a Patreon. I, I, I don't, there are only a couple people out there like Chris McDowell, um, yep. yourself, Sam, and some others. And this idea that we're all competing to try to like be them. I don't want to be them. I want to, yeah. you know, be around them sometimes, but I don't want to be them. Can I say, I got two things right now. Okay, One to, on this is that. There are times that I really wish I was not full-time doing this so that I could care about a lot of the stuff in the hobby <laughs> yeah. a lot more and not just think of everything as like, okay, I do need to keep making things though. So everybody needs to keep making games so they can hire me. Right. Because <laughs> I, I don't really have opinions about a lot of games. Like I mostly play like Moldvade D&T. Like that's right. just like, I'm very vanilla. I'm very basic. Um, that's what I run usually. But like, I love that everybody's making games because they need art, and that's what I do for yeah. a living. So, sure, hey, and, you got and a that's game? great. I'll make that's it. Great. I'll make. I'll make it look good, baby. <laughs> I'm there for you. <laughs> this is um, your pitch. The other, the other thing before that is I was going to say is like my my. I think my hottest take for a long time, and still maybe, is that I think anytime 
anytime anybody's talking about Wizards of the Coast, Dungeons and Dragons, uh-huh. it's great. It's great for the hobby. And you know why? <laughs> because it, it makes it so much easier to explain things to my parents who yeah. are not a part of this hobby at all. And like to the point where like, I remember when all of the OGL drama was happening, I got a phone call from my dad and he's just like, is this going to affect you? <laughs> wow. Love and wow. I was like, wow. no, not at all. Not <laughs> yeah. at all. Cause he was like talking to somebody else in a discord. My dad's a gamer. So like he was talking to like, he uses discord. That's already, he's already one of the weird ones. He's, he's 75 years old. That's um, amazing. And we used to, cause he, we, he's, uh, I, when I was playing World of Warcraft in 2004, he was playing it also. He's the reason we got not dial up internet anymore. So, that we could. <laughs> that so shout out dad. That was yeah. a great, that was wow. a great decision you made. Let's get um, Sam's dad on the show. 2004. 2004. Wait, I'm trying to think. So how old are you? I'm 33. Cool. And uh, what, what, just real quick, what was the last four of your social security? Yeah, thanks. Was, yeah. I just wanted to check to see if it was the same as mine. Mother's maiden name, birth date. But you were like a teenager yeah. in his house. Yeah, I was like fourteen. For, yeah, okay. we played Warcraft three together before. We've always played video games together, though. That's like wow. been that's like a big sort of like you know like that's, intersection of our interests. Is like cool. he had me oh. he he had me playing you know like NES when that's I was great. just like a little kid that's, and Atari all that yeah. kind of fun stuff. And that was sort of my love for games. Shout outs to the original gamer boys. Uh, so my my dad played Tetris. That's it, and he loved it. Mm. And uh, that was you it. You can go this, hard on this. Tetris. You can di- you can dive so far into just Tetris. Yeah, it's intense. Uh, but we we had I mean, I'm older than you, but we had um, a 56k modem, and mm-hmm. it was slow, but it I was fast enough for me to play like early early online games like uh, Q95, which was a Quake uh, online yeah. game. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I mention it is because the the biggest difference for us between the 56k modem and then later what came with uh d- you know broadband was the dog couldn't screw up your game by leaning on the ca- the cord like that like <laughs> you'd be downloading this thing and it would take 19 hours to download oh yeah and then at 99 yeah. percent you'd look over and the dog was sitting on the uh, telephone cable that went into the wall from the modem and you'd scream because you could not resume it. Uh, I'm not saying that couldn't happen in other contexts, but gosh, that was... It's There are things like that where I remember, I mean, this is not super similar, but kind of similar. I remember like from being a kid, like for some reason, anytime my mom used the electric mixer... (laughs) <laughs> it made the tv go funny <laughs> yeah sure yeah power like, stuff power, like that yeah. where it's just like yeah the electricity was interacting in interesting ways back <laughs> well then. there used to be also wireless phones not cell phones but wireless phones that have cordless oh phones. yeah they oh, use yeah, the, the same cordless. spectrum as uh wi-fi wi-fi devices early wi-fi devices used the 2.4 gigahertz spectrum and there was really only three channels one six and eleven and generally speaking you couldn't change what the phone was on. So people would call me. I did IT for homes. People would call and say, every time my phone rings, the internet stops working. And I would say, aha, I know the answer. <laughs> I couldn't tell them right away, though. I had to go over there and make some money. But still, it, that used to happen. And it still does once in a while. We'll find an old cordless phone that will be screwing up some access point. Anyhow. Okay. That's wild. Good, good hot, hot takes. Yes. Back to the topic at hand. We keep trying to get there. The Isle of the Plangent Mage is by Don Stroud. And uh, layout is uh, Anna Urbanic. Is that how you say her name? I'm presuming it's 
on and on. Anna, I don't know why I assume that, but uh, the yeah. art the art is Dave Hoskins, who is a legend. Shout out Dave legend. Hoskins. I mean, he's, love, he's, love he's, that work. He is. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's the you Gorgeous. know what's, Can I just say something? The cover art is my least favorite art in the whole thing. Um, I think it's it's good though. I didn't say I it like wasn't it. good. I didn't say it wasn't good. But there is the very last page, for example, the art in the last last uh-huh. page is incredible. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. Right? No, I think I th- I listen. I always want more. Like there's a there's a spot il- illustration on the introduction. Yeah, that needs to be. Uh, much much bigger. That teeny tiny whale. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like a octopus. Oh, right? octopus yeah. It's like fountain. yeah. It's like this sort of like yeah. It's like this octopus like fountain with well, these it's forms the pearls. in it. It's, it's the yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the, pearls. the pearls. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so good. It's wild. It's incredible. Getting these. Okay, I think the layout layout's great on this book generally. But can you imagine getting this David Hoskins illustration of the octopus fountain or the whale? And we're like, man, we're gonna make it like one inch tall on this page. You know what I mean? Yes, this is. I think this is what always happens, though. It's like you know, it's it 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 just you know, it's one of those things. I know you got to serve the text, but man, like two. But give me uh, a two let page me spread. Uh, I want like yeah, a, well, nineties X Men Liefeld like splash page of this stuff. Okay, so on the flip side, though, you Hell get yeah. what could have been full spread okay. pages. Uh, there's like a fight scene on page twenty seven that is. It's awesome, and it's, yeah, I was just looking at it's that. on a you know half page. It's like it's squashed, but it, but you can get that from this. I, I actually think it works really well. By the so, way, yeah. I did look this up. Uh, B five is forty millimeters more on either end than A five. Yes, it's it's a difference of about forty millimeters for higher and wider. Okay, I just whatever. Did, Look, I'm an American dum dum, and these like fancy European uh, measurements you're giving me mean nothing. You know, it's like four songbird they do it. eggs. They like, do what, it what so much better me? over there. They got one big piece of paper and they just chop it up into its different shapes. And it's I'm not like, saying they're not right. I'm saying I'm too American to understand your little words you're saying. And at so, at some point, you should try driving in a country that uses the metric system because well, you should try it. Jesus, this I ha- I've done it many times. What, what, what you will see though when you're driving is that you actually have a gut sense of how far something is based on if it says a thousand meters and then the next two minutes go by, you have this pretty good feeling about how much further away it is. There's something about it being, you know, based on 10 that <laughs> makes it easier to comprehend on a like instinctual level, in my opinion. I've always found that to be true, but I'm also a math dum-dum, so Ooh. maybe it wouldn't be that way for you. I don't know. Yeah, I'm terrible at uh, directions. Yeah. My wife is the one that knows where mm. we're going at any point, and I'm the one that uh, doesn't oh. know anything. My father is a special forces Israeli dude. Okay. He was do a na- he was a navigator, and so you can – you could put him in mi- midnight with no stars and he would find his way. And he's insistent about th- like always knowing what, to, you know, what the directional, the cardinal directions are. And he refers to himself as the pigeon. Oh and, my God. Um, so, wow, a lot, so a lot of good say, dad stuff we'll on say, this show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so he'll, he'll, we'll, we'll be driving and I'll say, do you know where you're going? And then he'll, he'll scoff and say, I am the pigeon. Of course I know where I'm going. I mean, he says it in, 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 in Hebrew, but. Um, yeah, but he really still does. And he was, this is the, like, he had to put, um, toothpicks in his eyes to keep them open because they would do these really long journeys with their full packs. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I just, do you ever feel like 
you're a different kind of human than your forebearers. Uh, yeah, my dad's a <laughs> Vietnam like, veteran, no. so yes, I do feel that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. I don't understand. I just I I can't possibly. Anyhow, yeah. back to this. The the cartography is by Glenn Seal. Yeah. Very good cartography, <laughs> and um, no surprises there. <laughs> just changing gears. Um, yeah, no, this is great. This is a heavy hitting team. Is yeah. all I was gonna say. It's like, yeah, it's this is a good group of people to be making anything. It's yeah, no, it's it's the best of the best. Yeah, Brad, take it away. About what? About my dad? No, give the introduction. <laughs> Tell us a dad story. Yeah, well, he's a Presbyterian. He was a he's a retired Presbyterian minister. He <laughs> nice, plays nice. A ban- the, the oh, cleric. I did not know plays that. A banjo. Uh, I don't know what to say. He's a good guy. Uh, he's, yeah, plays the banjo. He enjoys uh, reading um, books. I love a banjo preface Presbyterian. Wow. Yeah, I don't have as much. Uh, this is imagine it was a eulogy you were giving. This would be the worst. <laughs> the worst I got a better, work, better workshop it. What do you guys think about this whale? Sorry, what? It's, yeah, the, you mean the art for the whale? No, not the art for the. I mean the art for the whale is great. Sorry, I, I, uh, I, I mean like, like, like when, when do you put this whale? When do you put this beached whale in the game? The beached whale. This, yeah. Well, we haven't even done. Okay, you know what, Brad? And also, you, Sam, you're not helping. <laughs> I am. I'm so easily distracted. Did you want me to to summarize the adventure? No, no. I'm just gonna do it. I'm just. I just, just like going to do it because ADHD. Oh wait, are we some? Are we no. summarizing the adventure? Yes. See, he didn't say that. Is that a joke? No, no. Was, you just said take it away, was, Brad. That's because it's Brad's. That's his. He should know he does it. Every I don't time. do it problem. every time. Sometimes you do yeah. it. But it's nice to communicate, so it's I know you're not it's doing time it. for me to do yeah. whatever okay. you want me to do. Say, Brad, what's okay. this adventure about? Thanks for okay. asking, Sam. Let me tell you. So this is uh, a story about um, kind of an, a, a, a beach community, and <laughs> nearby we have a little island, and uh, things get a little weird on the island. There is a wizard that uh, lived there, or used to live there. Some tragic stuff in this wizard's tale. The wizard's not really around anymore. Uh, but there is a tower, kind of a inverted tower, it goes under under the under the sea, and uh, where the wizard did some experiments with some kind of sound stuff. So there's a lot of sound. There's a lot of fish. There's a lot of uh, adventure, and that's it. That's the Isle of the Plangent Mage. The end. Thank you for that. I, I like that you referred to it as a. Was it a seaside community? It's a beachside community. It's a beachside community. A beachside community. It really is. It makes it sound so much nicer. Now, what this is, is it's it's very much like um, that uh, Innsmouth, uh, the H.P. Lovecraft story, the Innsmouth one. You know what I'm talking about. I did not run it like that. Yeah, you ran it, right? No, well, but there are, okay, there are fishy people here who live in a small town. I mean, they're like, they're like a little fishy. They're fine. They're just kind of like mildly but they're fishy. Like, they're not like yeah, they're worshiping like, the deep ones or anything. Well, and and that's one of the problems with this module. Right? We'll, we'll get into that in a minute. I want to just do de- full on deep yeah. dive here, but okay. let's each of us just give our kind of a gamer blast. Okay, just like a it's, quick gamer blast. Why yeah. do you let's always do- stop calling it that? It sounds. Let me crack open my bag of gamer blasted goldfish. Yeah, I want to. I no, want to blast it's called- a packet of patented gamer blast energy powder real quick patent they are they are guaranteed to leave no trace on your fingertips mouth or genitals never doing this again okay 
Mm-hmm. Sam, what did you think of this adventure without spoiling stuff as you ran it, et cetera? We'll get into that. I Overview. love it as just like, I, I'm imagining a map of like, you know, five or six zones. And I love this as one of them. I think it's a great, like, if you want a map, that if you, it's, I'm calling it maps because I'm thinking about it in terms of like a larger scale campaign. But if you want, if you want like a chunk of your world to be like beach with the fish people and it's got a dungeon and it's got like, you know, just like a lot of little side questy stuff on the beach. Like, I think it's solid. I think it's really a, like a cool rounding out of like a larger game world. I don't know if it's got the legs to sustain like a full campaign for me. Um, but I don't think that's what it's aiming to do. So I really like it as just like a piece of like a larger whole, like in the way that, you know, you think of like Castle Amber and Keep on the Borderland being sort of like somewhere in the same general campaign, even those are from different, don't at me. I know that those are from separate (laughs) places. All right. Don't talk to me about Galantry. Um, But I do like them sort of it as like a piece of that. Well, we've talked about this before, uh, specifically with, Black Worm of Bransford and, uh, you know, Willow or a bunch of other stuff that you could make a kind of Pangea. You could make like a a, 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 sh- a mushed together version of all these different kind of sites and use Put them. Halls of the Blood King in and, here, and, and, Holy Mountain Shaker, <laughs> a couple other ones. And okay. 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 That's what I'm saying. You don't have to go with those. Those are just. You don't have okay. to go with those. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying that. Yeah. Those, those are literally by the same. Uh, production vehicles. So I know, like, but it's like I. I guess that's what I'm saying. I like about it is that it's like they. I feel like they are building a world, like one yeah. location yeah, at a time, I and I really like that. It's not it's like a, a plot that's like reaching out beyond. Well, kind of is a little bit. It's it's like it's very contained in this in this region in this environment. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're not like unleashing mm-hmm. God upon the world or anything no. like that. It's just like come here, you mess around here. There's stuff here. Small story. Yeah, small story. The, yeah, that's great. Small, small. I mean, there are some more too. farther-reaching implications, possibly on. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, well, there's a thing that could happen that could go. Yeah, no, for but sure. Yeah, you don't need to like, your... set this thing up like in advance. It's just you can come to the beach and here it is. You know. Yeah, you I feel warm like people up. It's like oh, it's a dark world where God has died and the king is. You know, it's like no, 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 stop, stop, stop. You're at the beach. Here it is. Start playing. Yeah, yeah. So in. Okay, well, why don't you let us know what you thought about it? I think it's great. I think it's very, ooh, there's just like a very comfortable quality with reading this book. And I think it's just, um, it's also clean. Um, like the format is just the, the layout is very clean, a lot of white space, easy to read. The maps are so beautiful. Glenn Seal did a great job, I think. Mm-hmm. Art is magnificent. I admire Don Stroud's very, it's, it's so, like simple punchy prose. We have the the house yeah. old school essentials style where we get bullet points and like you know this feels like just the facts. We are not editorializing anything here. Stuff reveals itself. It's like oh, there's like some shark people in this room, and at the time you're like, why are there shark people in this room? You do get context later, but this isn't a book where it's like let me explain why the shark people are in this in this room with all the clay supplies. Um, it just, it feels nice to read. There's a lot to do here. I like, it's, this dungeon's got everything you need. It's got monsters, got a ton of, like, just stuff to fiddle with. Got some puzzles that aren't too hard. Um, there's kind of like an aura of <laughs> sadness that hangs over the work. Yes. 
Yes, I want to talk about the sadness more. Yeah, later. a lot of like stuff left in subtext where I'm like, what? <laughs> I feel yeah. like I know what happened, but this book, it doesn't really tell me. And I feel like it's painting the whole book with the whole adventure with like a really shades of, 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 uh, melancholy that I think are really interesting. It doesn't make it one that like jumps to the top of my pile for wanting to run, I think because of that. But I do think it's really, I don't know, there's just a very comfy, homey quality in this and it's just uh, expertly assembled. Yeah. I'll pass the gamer blast. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and disagree. Okay. Uh, So I I agree that the layout and art and cartography is very, very good. Uh, Editing is good too. Uh, I found the writing boring. Uh, I continually f- glazed over as I was reading it. Now, there's two reasons for that. Uh, one, I had a really hard time understanding the puzzles. And I think part of that is visual design and the way I interpret information and facts mm. through the, the reading. There's no illustrations helping you understand the puzzles. I need those. I just do. That's how I work. So I had to read and reread, and I can be specific in the deep dive – certain puzzles until I understood them. In some cases, I didn't at all. Or it left me thinking, how are the players going to understand these puzzles? That's number one. Um, Number one, so I was was either bored or confused. Number two, the... This is... I feel like I'm always saying this, but I need more than just treasure and gold. I understand that in many classic play, that's that's pretty typical. Yeah, gold is good enough. You know, buck up and tit gold. I, I don't care. That's not interesting to me. There's only so much gold you can care about or, or interesting artifacts. And one thing that this, in my opinion, really lacks is a good hook. I think the hooks oh. suck. There's like six of them on page five. And they are, uh, two of them are kind of interesting, but not fleshed out. And the rest are boring. They're boring. So you, it, it leaves it to you as the, GM to come up with a good hook and that's fine. I can do that, but it doesn't, it doesn't like happen organically in the way that I would like as a, as a module. Uh, to that point, the, this is a tower, but instead of being a normal tower, it, it goes into the ground. Very cool. Very cool idea. As you go further and further, it gets crazier and crazier and more dangerous. I can imagine. And again, I didn't run this. So we're, I, Sam, you might have a very, I think, um, different response to this, but it would be hard for me to imagine that my players would want to continue on past a certain level. There's just Mm. not enough of a reason. It doesn't, because it's not cohesive. There's a strong theme, but there's like, I pull this lever and a sound happens in the wall. Most of my players are not going to figure that out, including one who is an audio engineer. And I do Mm. not believe he would understand. He would think it was really cool, but in my mind, there's not enough, at least for me, to... Uh, regurgitate to them that they could kind of hold on to and uh, uh, through the process of play, you know, unravel what is actually going on and therefore continue on. So that's my short version of it. I think it's really great for other reasons. I put down a bunch of stuff that I liked, but that's my summary is, um, oh, oh, and there's the faction stuff is weird. It's all, it's represented through tables. So as you're, you basically accidentally uh, uncover different factions inside of the tower, and that's fine, but there's no, like, set factions, so th- it is possible you could play through and you just wouldn't interact with uh, most of the factions, and that's a problem, in my opinion. That's fair. I I, I do have some thoughts on that uh, in okay. particular. Um, so I ran it 
uh, for my regular group, which is to say my, my in-laws and my wife, uh, <laughs> Love this group. Uh, they, uh, we, we did sort of a special, like a special, uh, side, uh, cause we're currently in like a city crawl campaign and we just did sort of like a, this happened at some point, sort of Conan style side yeah. kind of thing. Um, I just went with the, like the people, like I just had them sitting in the bar, they were hanging out. And, you know, they're, they're like, they're not a gold motivated party. First of all, like very much like I, I run things for them with like lots of gold and treasure and stuff like that. And they do not care. Um, <laughs> yeah. Are you doing, specific, X, I assume you're doing XP for gold. I am doing XP for gold. Um, and mostly it's like, cause we did Brandon's Ferd. They got like a lot of gold from that. And then it's like, then they're doing a city crawl and it's like, I, it's, you know, I, I, I judge sometimes we're getting XP for gold. And sometimes if they're doing things that I think are equivalent to like a gold amount, I also take XP for that. Like that's just how I run my games though. Usually like I, I just assign everything a dollar value and it's like, if right. you go and do something like, you know, ring the ancient forbidden bell, I just like, that's like a $10,000. <laughs> right. Uh, right. It's kind of like um, what the black yeah. hack does where you assign sort of arbitrary uh, successes or milestones and yeah. those translate into advancement. Okay. But I started them off broke and I was just like, for some, whatever reason you don't have any money. Um, and so like they were, you know, they just, they, they found out about the wizard and were immediately like, what happened to this wizard? Seems like everybody in the town liked him. And that was the hook that they went off mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, found out about like, they, they heard like the initial story about like the wizard and his wife and everything like that. And they're like, well, we gotta, we, we should check things. They just I wanted to play. So that's great. That's great. Um, that's great. Yeah. Which I, that always drives, I, I am, I get so anxious that like that yeah. plot hooks aren't good enough. And I wasn't really sure about great. these, but they, they bit. So I was like, that's great, great. Cool. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Mine would um, say, why are we doing this? I don't care about that whale. That's what they would, they would say, they would say, can we cut the whale? Like that would be there. Fair not, enough. Yeah. I do wonder sometimes what those people want. Right. Generally. My, speaking, my like, generally, my want security and stability, but, um, they in don't, an adventure they game? don't, <laughs> no, no, they, and what I mean is that they, for example, in, well, I'm running Cairn and in Cairn, if mm -hmm. you have, you know, powerful relics, you're a target. So yeah. they want to ensure that they're protected, which there is a cap and, and gold helps with that. But after yeah. like two or three successful adventures, you kind of have that. And then they want more power. Gotcha. Hmm. Interesting. interesting. So I feel like we could have a whole episode where we talk yeah. about things like this. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, then they they went off. They did a lot of sort of we most of the stuff we did was not actually in the dungeon. We got into the dungeon at the very end of the session, didn't have a chance to play again. So um but what I did with the dungeon that I think may solve the problems that you're talking about, Yukai, is that uh I gave them the dungeon map. Oh, that's interesting. Well, because the it's the wizard's place. He wasn't making it as like a death trap or anything like right. that. He would have had because he's like in. They say it's like they found his 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 workshop mm -hmm. with like all the stuff, and I was just like, well, obviously he's got like blueprints for this incredible sonic machine that he's making. So sure. all of it and how it works is laid out in that. Because why would it be a secret? I love that. I think giving your players the map when you can makes it so much easier on everybody. It does remove some of the sense of discovery. So you could do like half of the map or whatever. I ran, actually ran Demon Driven to the Maw a few days ago. and I wrote um, that. 
you wrote that. And I ran it for these three, well, two new people and one not just in person. And what I did for them was draw an outline of the mansion castle thing. Yeah. And, and that actually just the outline really helped because they understood where things should be. So then they kind of drew the rooms on a whiteboard within that outline. Yeah. And it worked. It worked so well for them to know because they would know an outline of a castle. They would have a well, general idea. You and know? that, that, I mean, that so module is definitely not dependent on like discovering rooms and stuff either. I mean, it's just like a house. It's not like, yeah, it shouldn't be secret. It's so important to be on the same page with the people that you're playing the game with if you yeah. want something good to happen. And for me, that means I'm drawing, I had maps that I drew of the island and the coast and everything. And I just assume when people go into a new town in my version of fantasy adventure reality, they go and they buy a map of the area that has like stuff like this be the beach that the ogre is a jerk <laughs> on and like stuff like that, because that's like, I like, I don't want to play like a big, like guess what you're supposed to do in this adventure. Yeah. Like game. I'm like, I like to lay a lot of it out in front of them and let them say like, okay, go play. Like, what do you want to do? Like, here's all the stuff. And like, I guess maybe that's like more of a video gamey approach in some ways that is like, I just don't care so much about the like, oh, and then you're on this beach and it's like, well, what do we see around? It's like, well, in the distance, there's, it's just like, there's a town over there. There's caves over there. There's an Island. There's stuff. What are you doing? Yeah. First time I read this, you know, when it first came out, um, I don't know, a couple of years ago now. Um, I read it, enjoyed it, but I forgot how much stuff in this is not the tower. Like what I remembered was, oh yeah, it's all tower. Reading it again, I'm like, man, there's a lot of like beach stuff. There's island stuff. There's like the teenager island. There's you know they spent so much time hanging out with the teenagers. Yeah, the teenagers were really cool. Really I like cool. the teenager island. My wife's character did an arm wrestling contest uh-huh. with one oh. of the teenagers with a crab arm. Yeah, yeah, and that was stuff. like that was really fun. <laughs> yeah, that's no, that's great. And the town actually, you know. We should just deep dive this, but the okay. the town I wrote that um, the one thing about the town that I wanted to see more of very concise, but I I wanted there to be more. I felt like they should have been a yeah. more imp- you know they love this wizard dude, in yeah. good relationship with him. There should have been more like even people there who were worried about him and wanted you to help find what happened to him. Um, and also his wife, who's apparently pretty cool. Sorry, Sam, you're going to say something. Oh, I was just going to say, I wanted, um, I wanted the entry into the place to be an attack on the town that like would have been repelled by the wizard, but we don't know where the wizard is. And that's sure. sort of the hook. Sure. Like, sure. Yeah. Right. Sort of like a little bit more in media race kind of thing. Cause it's like, you get the sense that he's sort of seven samurai these people. Yeah. With like all of their like mutations and everything and getting them to a point where they can defend themselves against these other mutants. And like, there's like, you know, there's a lot hmm. going on. Yeah. That's there, inferred, but I don't think that's, I don't think that's, no, certain, it's not. that's, that's again, like a lot yeah. of just stuff hidden in subtext like that. But yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Let's deep dive. Okay, great. I think an interesting thing about this one and kind of to speak to you, what you were saying about like, why are, why are, players getting through the tower is um it strikes me that there's no npcs in the tower and i think that's what i use a lot when i'm running dungeons people meet people who are or, you know char- characters meet people who are in this dungeon they provide more context as to like oh what's up ahead or what's what's happening or what's going on here well there's there's, a- there's pirates right <sighs> those are random encounters aren't there yeah but this is the thing is like i it's not I- scripted 
as soon as I saw that there were pirates, I was like, okay, I have to come up with a pirate faction and what they're doing in here, which right. I kind of wish was done for me already because that's what I like. Well, they to, have, you know, they have a treasure, right? There's a place where you find their treasure and there's some, that's pretty... on the, on the beach though, but they're not in like, the, the, you know, right. No, no. But that could, that, that, that to me is enough of a trigger. We're like, I, I, I so agree that they should be represented in, in, outside tables. We're in deep dive now, but you know, the, the so I think what my players would probably latch onto, if they're going floor by floor, they keep turning these valves and like music starts playing, water w- rushes in. What are they doing? What does this all contribute to? And I think that would be a um that would be the carrot that keeps them moving because they're like, what is all this what does this machine do? Like why are we doing this? But how but no, okay, okay. So if that's true, how would they find that out? That I think is the it's interesting because like you need it to really make you, there needs to be a like you did yeah. the right thing da 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 sort of sound right. that goes with all that stuff. This is a very <laughs> Zelda dungeon in a lot of ways, which I love, but it you have to run it right. It is, but there's stuff in like the workshop. There's notes about like the machine and like the power and what. But you know, I think man, ha- putting like the, the the ghost of the wife in the dungeon or something like that, providing someone who could be like, oh, this was the the machine that my husband built and he never got to turn it on and here's what he wanted to do with it. Like just a little bit more like, here's what you're actually doing, I think yeah. would, would help somehow, but. Isn't the shark also potentially intelligent? The shark thing? Like the alpha shark like the- who's making new shark mutants? <laughs> The Alpha Shark. The Giga Chads Shark. That's his name. Alpha Shark Mutant. There he is. <laughs> page 20, page 38. I feel like actually, if you had the ability to communicate with that creature, maybe it could be treated as an interesting NPC. Uh, but there's just no framework for that. And even well, speak with animals. wife, who. Yes, I understand. You'd have to have that. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that there's that. The framework oh, hold is. Hold on. The- well, S- Sam, did you have someone who could cast speak with animals? <laughs> uh, I don't. Mm, I don't think she has that spell. No. Regardless, I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm yeah. just, I, 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 I'm just saying that that was that's an opportunity. I agree with you though, Brad. That it, it, if there had been the wife there, that would have made total sense. It's mm-hmm. why would she be in the lighthouse if she could be in this tower? But there is know? like she um, does. She wants you to go into the tower when you meet her. She's like, hey, go get my heart. You the bring me- the heart back. She's I like, know. oh yeah. There's I can a tell hook. You more. There's a hook. Yeah. Fine. That's fine. That's fine. But, that, but that's I, I just, she's a ghost. She could come with she's you. A I don't know. Ghost. That was a really yeah, so so. Oh, I was just gonna say that was a really. I liked the the encounter with with the wife. I thought that was really nice. It's really cool. Yeah. It's really cool. And like he did, you know, she thinks he's sad to see her. I, I think that all that stuff, all of the pieces are there. Uh-huh. But there's one thing I want to mention that I didn't mention before. Okay, I could see my players having analysis paralysis about a lot of this stuff. Like, okay, we found the little flute thing. Now apparently we. We gotta blow a certain note at certain times. There's no way to know which note. You just have to try each one. No, there's, or, there's and here's, the clues everywhere with the, the, yeah, the there are sort like, of. So, I no, feel like it's very of. spelled out. I feel like if they could have gone okay. way harder on these puzzles. I feel like it's the same solution every time. I if my players were to see the door, uh-huh. right? And and think, okay, well, let's put this and this and this together. Okay, we figured it out. Yes, totally. But here's what I was here was the example I thought that really made this clear on page 29 there is this lever combination okay uh you have a number of choices to make about (laughs) these levers okay and the combinations result in all kinds of things random permanent results including improving your hearing deafening you permanently uh healing you and then killing you by exploding your body (laughs) 
they there is no way for you to know what will happen. I there's just no way. This is this is an area where I would absolutely uh, reveal what everything does in this like, <laughs> manual thing because I don't I don't I don't I don't mess with uh you pulled the levers wrong and then everybody died and you died right. and you died yes um, so maybe that's not the intent maybe that's not the intent but I can tell you when I read it I just thought wow my players would would not touch this yeah if there's no clues why would they risk it there, I think that's so why would they risk it so the only benefit yeah. to interactivity is. Uh, the an unknown chance of death and possibly sure. improve, improving your hearing, and I think it's terrible. I, th- I think it's bad. Generally, I think there's a lot of fun stuff to fiddle with. Like I really love the the knobs that summon the fish, and then you turn another knob, and it like makes them react. That was awesome. I thought there's a lot of cool stuff like this, but I agree the levers. That one felt a little too fiddly and a little too. Well, I have another one. I have I have another one to complain about. On page forty four, there's a a door with a pearl in the center. There's this enchanted door, and to, there's a lot of cool stuff behind it. And if the door is a trap, that's totally fine. Your options are to try to open it and get electrocuted, to light it up by touching the, the pearl itself. Why would you do that? Or to try to take the pearl out, and maybe you'd get electrocuted, right? That's all That's all fine and good. The only way to to get past this door is to make the electricity run out, right? You have to do it four times. There's no way my players would do that. They would just be like, ah, oh, there's a chance of it. I'm not touching it. What I, if it showed signs of that or if, um, if maybe like there was a warning about what it might do. So for me, a good trap has two things. It has a non-obvious solution that is approachable in many different ways. And it has an obvious, uh, tell as to what it does if you put in a cost, whether it's time, observation, knowledge, risk, whatever it is, you put a cost in. This one, you basically have one choice. You can risk touching it, and that's fine. That's how people do traps. But there the the solution is not it's not not obvious. It's just boring. I don't know. So t- to me, I felt like there was a bunch of these in a row that my players would just not they would just not interact. Mm. And that's to me that's maybe that's my group but they've also survived a long time that's fair uh i looking at it there was i think had we gotten into this sort of zone of the dungeon because that's the other thing is like we we didn't get into the dungeon that much really we got into like the first floor of it and then we were all getting kind of sleepy but uh, (laughs) um just it was a long day uh but uh i think that I think that this dungeon works for me better if they've got, yeah, if they've got this sort of like, I, I, I guess I sort of made the executive decision on the fly that the manual revealed a lot of stuff that would otherwise be very like, you got to poke things kind of puzzles, which I tend to like, yeah, I tend, I tend to like the kind of puzzles that you're describing. That's like very much my jam. Um, I think that this whole dungeon, uh, is a really cool sort of larger picture thing. I don't know how much they would keep going in if down. they didn't know if they keep if, if they keep going down if they didn't know what it did already and they weren't trying to do the thing that it's supposed to do. So in my mind, it has to fit into some sort of larger campaign structure like almost like mm. turning on this thing is the solution to a much larger problem in the world or something like that. No, right. Or will prevent a thing from happening and they know that this thing is coming, which actually I think if you tied it to the shadow of Innsmouth kind of cons- conceit of where, oh, there 
is this town that worships this god, and the god is coming. You could totally spin that, and it would work well. Although I like that the town isn't evil, uh, yeah. and the people just are mutated because they've spent too much time in portals. Yeah, that was an interesting sort of thing. Like, I also had a moment where I was like, how much do they care about like keeping like the portals a secret like right and i had a thing where it's just like they beat the teenagers in an arm wrestling competition the teenagers all decided that they were cool enough to be shown the portals <laughs> and that was how i handled it it was just that's like, great that's great it's like that, that that's awesome teenagers yeah. don't have any sense of like you know bigger picture like you know should these people like have access to this power they're just like this is what we do but like you know only if you're only if you're hip you gotta I be think, this tall to ride that's so, to me is like so, the strength of this module though it doesn't over editorialize it doesn't tell you yes, it doesn't. why you're going why you should go in this tower. F- personally, I think the tower is enough of like because it's there. Like it's an it's an interesting enough space <laughs> that a lot of players would just want to go explore it. And especially if they're, you know, if they're playing old school essentials, the fantasy adventure game, interesting place, probably lots of treasure and gold. Like let's go play the, sure. the Dungeons and Dragons yeah. game, you know. No, and you're right, and there is good treasure inside. I like that it is you know, it, it it doesn't muck around so much in plot that if you do have more like narrative driven characters, you could seed it, be like, oh, you know what? There's a prophecy that this island will rise up out of the sea. By the way, this is that's the thing that the magical instrument does, is that if you activate yeah. all these instruments in this tower on every floor, it blasts like incredible sound into the ocean and rises like a, a hidden island will rise out of the sea. Of which there's no information about. That's hold on I, now. I yeah. that well yes. First, I you have to you have to have a different um, uh, Atlantis style module at hand. I think if they end up doing <laughs> right. that, which is yeah. its own whole yeah. thing. I I interpreted it actually as if you blast it, then that city cracks the island in half coming up because there's already oh. this like oh. the monument. I was reading the monument as like the sort of like it's the city, but the sort of caved in on itself. Like that's what the monument oh. is. Oh. And that's how my I reading was, was like in in the, in the abyss. You know, the movie The Abyss. Yeah. At the very end, they they maybe it's only the director's cut, but there's they hold like the undersea population just gets beached. It's very hmm. weird. Uh, so okay, but I feel um, like what, I, I, what I'm saying is I just feel like if you have players that need that. Then do it. This 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 module doesn't have that as written, but there. I feel like it was easy. It would be easy to see that and be like, you have to save Atlantis, complete this tower to do that, and then you do that, and then. Okay, but as you continue going into the Undertower, it gets more and more difficult, and I feel like it. I don't. There's not enough. Okay, okay. So everything you've said, I agree with. Here's why it doesn't deliver on that promise. There are multiple moments where I do not believe the critical information to continue is at the forefront of any of the text. Is are, are like, there are about, like, multiple the, like, moments the where puzzles that you keep seeing is that No, those are those are better, but the the Okay, so if you get all the the audio worked out uh-huh. properly, mm-hmm. if you turn all the various knobs and you put the rings in the place, if you do all this stuff, the end result is this crazy thing that happens. Yeah. Uh-huh. But at no point in that process do you really know what's going to happen. You get some hints like there are myths of a hidden thing and there's this creature into into the depths. But I don't see it as a cohesive logic puzzle that the player characters could ever figure out on their own. It's just – it's too – I turn some some knobs and then in the walls I hear sound. 
Mm. How do the players understand any of that? I, I just don't see how they could logically figure this out unless they're, uh, unless, unless you're doing. Okay. So you mentioned that the thing you liked about this is there's no editorializing. Mm. In my opinion, there isn't enough editorializing. Yeah. There should have been moments where they said at this point, the players should have understood blah, blah, blah. If they haven't, then they didn't do this X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So to me, I feel like it needs more direction. It needs more specific. This is how they figure it out. I, I have a really hard time. Yeah, with I think that. no, I think that's actually really fair. And but I think in my mind, this is the light that you're shining on many adventures that I've read and run and you know tried to get people on the same page as me, the person who's read the whole thing. And I sort of wonder if there's like a thing happening here where there's just, do you have an example of like an adventure that you think does this really, really well? Like where it does oh, like black, black, Worm, Brand black Worm, is pretty yeah, easy. That's, I mean, that's well, fair. yeah, no, it gives you an idea of what's going on with the dragon before you're actually, okay. There. Sorry, go ahead. Here's a thought. So I feel like with, especially with a module like this, you know, the, like, the the act of exploring the dungeon is in and of itself like completing the dungeon. This isn't a module that you have like, okay, turning on all the valves and activating the music, like, sure, that's I guess like the the ultimate conclusion of this thing. But like there's nothing that says like that has to happen. Like that's that's you know, that's beside the point. Like exploring the dungeon isn't of itself the adventure. And if players like get to the bottom and are like, wow, this was crazy. What are these devices we didn't understand? Let's get out of here. Fine. They won the adventure on their own. I mean, this isn't like we're not playing soccer here where you're trying to score points. But, okay. You know? Okay. But it's called the Isle of the Plangent Mage, which as you've explained to me mm-hmm. means sound. I'm just saying so like, I don't you're... think the, I don't think the module is a failure if players don't figure out what all the twisty doodads do. Oh, uh, fine. Fine. But if the players are uncovering these twisty uh-huh. doodads and don't know what they are and feel sort of frustrated, that's either on them, on you as the game mm-hmm. master or on the module, right? That's, there, there's a failure somewhere. I guess. But I mean, there's, there's a knob on every floor. I mean, don't you think at some point every every floor they find a knob and they're turning it and music starts to happen? No, but they don't know that that actually means anything. I feel like that. So again, I'd like to see it in in practice. Uh, you know, run it yeah. to know. But I feel yeah. like sure. it's a tantalizing enough thing where we turn the thing and music happens and water rushes through the pipes. It's like, huh, that's interesting. This keeps happening. Let's follow the thread. You know. Except half of the things that you're turning kill you randomly. So I just don't see the, the I don't see them wanting to continue. And uh, but you're right. And uh, without playing it, it's hard to know. And I know we always reach that conclusion. Uh, I, yeah, I feel like it's very good. It's a good module. I found myself bored and irritated at it multiple times. And I can only imagine it. I think if you do what Sam described, where you fill in the gaps and what you said is easy to do here, Brad, uh, you know, add the parts that aren't there to make it work. Yes, it's probably totally fine. And you probably won't solve it. And that's totally fine. I just think it's uh, a letdown. Looking back now at like the, the room that like now, as I think about it, I don't really know. I don't know how well it would go if you didn't give a map of sort of what's going on here to the party because there is a certain amount of like, yeah, you're just keep wandering into rooms with like, you know, 
different knobs and things like that. And I think, I think you could describe it in a way that's very leading to like, you hear the water start to go and then the red light in the room turns into a green light and it's um, nicer in here now or something like, like there is a certain amount of that. And I think I was, I interpreted when I saw that there was a leather book journal with entries about Cassandra, her compositions, beauty, her fall, her inspiring, the resounding assembly. Um, well, there's two things there. I don't like that there is some explanation to her fall. I think that should be uh, left left out. purposefully yeah. ambiguous um, mm-hmm. because she doesn't remember, and I really like that. And he's gone, so you give this idea that yeah, there is this maybe he melican- killed her. Yeah. Oh, I was no, I went in the other direction. I think maybe he's a <laughs> wizard that couldn't cure his wife's depression. Um, mm. Oh, and oh, oh, and so she. I thought he was a. Murdered Lerdler? I don't know how you say it. Ned Flanders murder. Because, yeah, because, no, because he's dead. So it just seemed like. Well, he's a whale. Why would he? He's dying. I know. I know. It's really sad. He's a beached whale (laughs) that, like, he, he, that he's, like, making this sculpture to his wife's memory that, like, so it makes, like, a song because she, everything that she gave to the world was beautiful music. And he wants to do that as, like, a tribute to her death because, you know, she was this beautiful person that, like, was too beautiful for the world. And, like, the world came yeah. down too hard on her. And so she left the world intentionally. And it, there's, like, wow. this is how wow. I interpret still it. still stuck here now, too. And she's stuck here. Yeah. And she misses her husband who she understands that he won't visit her because it's too <laughs> painful. Uh-huh. But he's dead because he decided because he's a whale now. It's even worse. He's dying. He's not dead. Like as he's written, dying, he's like yeah. and he's dying, and it says you can't save him. You and that's can't like help a, him. You can't help him. That's like yeah. a mean enough scene. Just the fact that he's this beached whale that can't be helped. I'm like, why would you do this to me? Like, let me help. The, let me. This is D and D power fantasy. Let me fix the problems. I want to like, say, you know. You already can't fix the problem that's happening here. And <laughs> yeah. so, like, I would absolutely let the party be able to help the whale. I don't understand. That, to me, is needlessly cruel. And well, it's, it's, but no, if you can help the whale, then he'll tell you everything about the... Dun- the yeah, maybe, but also, like, you don't we're playing D&D, there. too. So, like, it's a polymorph spell. When he dies, he's going to turn back into a wizard. That advances the plot. Two, he's dead. In D&D, who cares? No biggie. Go get a resurrection spell. Bring him back, you know? That's like, a good point. This is no biggie. No big. It's true. I well, mean, we have depends. When wizards die, here. when we... But when wizards die, because their their body is so augmented magically, it's often not as simple as just bringing them back. That's I not in the old that's essentials rule book. Okay, well maybe it's part of this. <laughs> this story. is the problem. No, this is the problem with all of this shit. All right, is we all we all start arguing over what our idea of like how it works when a wizard dies, <laughs> yeah. and it's like some person's like, well, the Bible says this, and then the other person's like, well, my fan fiction says this, and it's just like it's Bible versus fan fiction constantly, it's and Mormonism yeah. versus Christianity all over again. Exactly, and like everyone's just like, I think Jesus was in America for a while, and everyone's like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, well, but that's why I, I like old school games because we get out of the way of most of that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like for scenes like this where it's like paining me to continue where you're opening. We're like, oh, the wizard is a whale now and he is on the beach and he's a beached whale and he is dying and you can't help him. I'm like, well, what can I do? I got to consult like the rule book I have. I got to be able to just, you know, I need that. Give me something. Which brings me back to my first my very first question that I yeah. asked too soon. Yes. Where do yeah. you put the whale? Yeah, like on the in map. The story. <laughs> in the story. Yeah. Uh, beach near the town, it's gotta, I assume. It's got to be one of the beginning scenes, right? 
Yeah. I don't know. I, no, I, I think I, we hear about it. Have either of you ever seen a beached whale, by the way? In real life, no. No, I like we keep blowing them up in Oregon, though. That's something I enjoy, putting dynamite in them. We, You do do that. You sh- shouldn't do that from what I've heard. No, that's a really bad idea. Yeah, because there's that. They it, Someone got hurt, right? Cause like a- well, the first time they put way- – Google it. They put way too much dynamite, and it blew rotting whale all over the town. And it was just a completely yeah. bad but it idea. It was on camera, right? Oh, it's well so documented. I, I've I've seen it one time in San Francisco mm-hmm. on China Beach, which is this awful cold beach, and it smelled so bad. Yeah. And then another time, oh no, real quick, I did approach and I saw too many maggots and I ran away. Oh boy. <laughs> really oh boy. Yeah. How did they get there? And then the second the second uh time was in West Africa. I saw a beached whale. I don't remember. It was in um, Maritania, maybe, but um, they're huge. Yeah, they're gigantic. They're they support ecosystems when they die. It's just like such a sad scene for like a D and D game, you know? Beached whale. Very, Come well, on, yeah. man. Ow. It is. It is brutal. But it does. It is. It does lend an interesting thing, like a whale fall. I'm working on a. I'm working on a thing that I'm thinking of in terms of a whale fall, but with a dragon. And, um, the idea, the idea of this whole thing is because like, yeah, this like very powerful thing dies and then feeds an ecosystem on its death. And it's just like it all, I feel like there maybe oh, could have sure. been a little bit more sure. yeah. of that theme going on here. Yeah. Like how, like his magical energies are seeping out and warping things around him or something. Yeah. I think I've seen that somewhere else before as well. Well, okay. Okay. So. We're coming up on time. Uh, I, in in summary, we're all very impressed with the quality and delivery of the product. We have different opinions about how it would run or has run. Uh, I I think these first party adventures are really awesome, and I want to see more and more of them. I think they're great. I think it's kind of sets a new bar. I actually almost got annoyed at how good the formatting was at times, where. You know, it would, it's that house style, you know, the mm-hmm. bolded text with then parentheses and then bullets. And that's something that I did for, I, I, I just finished writing an adventure and I went through and rewrote it. It's 60 pages long. I rewrote the whole thing to match that kind of house style to some degree because I just really like it and it's, it makes it easy to read. But when you read like 70 rooms or whatever of, it's probably 50 rooms of, of that text, it actually all kind of bleeds together a little bit. Because it's so similar, and so that's uh, that's the only other takeaway I would say is I felt lost a couple times reading this, just because it's just so consistent and uh, there's so much like you know white space and um, specific formatting that I couldn't tell where I was at different points, mm-hmm. which is why the illustrations really helped. But that's my final comment about it. Yeah, I like it. I think I always prefer paragraphs. I just want to see the more like purple throws bubble forth. You know what I mean? Like show me that writer stuff, you know, give me some, give me some juice, but I like it. I like, it's good. And I like this one. I think to, it would be the surprise of no one to find out that I wanted there to be more pictures. I want more <laughs> diagrams. Um, I do think you said earlier for the, of the puzzles and things, they definitely could have used more in the way of diagrams. They could have looked really cool. Yeah. They could have, done i think a good job like player handouts for the diagrams would actually have been amazing Very nice. for this because mm-hmm. then you can you can play with the sort of physical space of the puzzle and then like sort of what the win condition is then with the puzzle as a whole and that would have been i think 
very, very useful. Um, now I'm going to eat my words because it's going to turn out that there were, were those things or something, but I don't, I don't think there <laughs> no, are. Um, there are not. There, there are some assets that show you the different maps. Okay. Basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I think if I, re- I just, sorry, just overall, I think it's, I think it's really cool. I think I really liked the vibe of it. I liked the tone of everything. I, yeah, I don't think, I don't think it's perfect, but I think the, uh, I think the the areas where there could be like some filled in, I was really excited to fill in those areas and like yeah, I guess interpret the text myself with things like you know what happened to his wife and things like. So I like that. I like there to be room for me to play. There were some areas that I wanted there to be more um, more stuff (laughs) done for me. Like if there's if if there are pirates in this dungeon, you have to at least give me the name of their captain, how many of them there (laughs) are, and like if they've got like a you know, more of a specific, like, you know, they're actually really interested in doing this or they're trying to capture one of the, you know, bioengineered shark creatures to put in like, you know, their pirate fortress or something like that, like things like that. Like I want a little bit more of the narrative built in along those places. But I think there were a lot of places where it was there. It just, I wanted, I always want more, but great adventure overall, I'd say. Brad. What, what, uh, yeah, what? For Dodge, uh, final thoughts. I was, I feel like I already final thought it. Good stuff. Like it. Very nice. Feels good. Is good. Tastes good. Very good. Like it. Uh, and that's a wrap. All right. Yep. All right. This has been Between Two Cairns. You can reach us at Between Two Cairns at gmail.com. Send us your questions. We're there uh we have a patreon patreon.com slash between two cairns and if you liked this show you will get a sticker if you become a patron eventually we're making a list for the second batch because brands brad's hands hurt or something i'll get there i'll get there thanks no we got a list of new people who are waiting they're waiting for their stickers wait another week i'm tired yeah, you really, you really bit something off doing custom art for all of those. I could have no. told you that was. That's, yeah, wait, that was uh, Sam, did you, did you get yours from him? Yeah, I, I have remember. it. It's right here next to my. It says, um, it's, it's, uh, it's got, it's a, it's a druck holding um, a Smashing Pumpkins album, and it says, "I uh, like this." Right, that's right. That's right. <laughs> this is Love, that's Brad, right. and Yochai. Thanks so much, Sam. Why don't you quickly just. Love, plug your website. Yeah, you can find me uh, betterlegends.com. That's got all the links on it. But if you want to support me, uh, patreon.com slash betterlegends. Always good. Give me a follow. Give me a like. You know, shoot me an email. Let's collab on something. I'm I'm always down to do new projects. For any system, really. For any system. Yeah, absolutely any system. Wizards know the boundaries of no dice game mechanics, my friends. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the show. Keep it juicy. Keep it loosey. The juice is always worth the squeeze here on Between Two Cairns. Savor the flavor, babies, and we'll do the same. Arrivederci, and that's that's a wrap. Sayonara. That's enough. <laughs>